0: I heard she likes short introductions. I read it. It doesn't mean I can pronounce it.
1: I am extremely fit to govern the United States of America.
0: Yes, I am related to Mr. Magoo. It's a 20th century reference.
1: Yesterday was like regular, then a monsoon, and immediately, then a rainbow.
0: For me, it takes 20 minutes just to pick something up off the floor and say, I remember when I got that. I was not a sterling housekeeper. I don't have the talent for it. The way New York is now, you can't trust any place to stay open. There's so much greed. So now I'm just sort of nomadic. I
1: often write fan letters.
0: To go to the ocean, I got a pair of flip-flops. These are called Crocs. At first, I thought, these are so stupid. I'm not going to wear Crocs. But then I fell in love with them. <laughs> Show me one fucking cockroach.
1: Let me know I live in the city. dinner da ba ba ba
0: In the real world, with cars and houses and time, there lived two bohemian housewives with deep Midwestern roots. Then one day, they were airlifted and dropped into the middle of Crown Heights, Brooklyn, please, are their stories. Wow, I just realized that like our intro begins with Miranda Lies in the Real World, and it kind of ends with a little homage to Patty Smith there with the Law and Order. These are their stories. Oh,
1: wow. It was only very when I Very
0: chill, Becca. Thank you. Very chill recognition. Thank you. I'm a chill recognizer. Yeah, you really are. That was, that
1: was very chill. Yeah, it... Um, This red wine really goes with the occasion. Guys, we popped it open. We popped it open. It's happening.
0: It is September. A little chilly. A little chill in the air. Had to give smack dab in the middle of September. Had to give Becca
1: good old Dr. Claver PhD my jacket. It
0: was a little too cold. Yeah, I got to wear Lauren's boyfriend jacket. Yeah. It was cute.
1: I'm the boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) In this situation. Uh yeah, cause we had a long we had a, a what you know what we had a long walk back from where Beth congregation Beth El-a-goham. Elohim
0: Elohim yeah Elohim in Park Slope
1: in Park Slope because we just saw
0: Pat Patty
1: Patricia Smith Patricia Smith. Present. (laughs) I was thinking about the fact that we share a name.
0: I know. I was thinking about that, too. I was,
1: like, very... Lauren Patricia Besser, my grandmothers were both Patricia, and I just... It's a whole new layer now. I'm... I seriously felt that. And I also, as I was saying in last week's podcast about how the way she talks and the way she thinks reminds me of my grandfather, her cadence, like, the New York of that era Mm. who's interested, like... It, it as soon as it she started I, we, I know we have a lot to get into but i just no, want to, to talk
0: about the way she talks too yeah yeah i well, should we start with fem- i mean okay
1: friends i feel like we have a lot of new lists i do feel like we have a lot of new listeners and i just want to say oh, a couple things guys. hey folks we're fr- we're s- thrilled to have everyone um long time listeners new time listeners first time callers, first-time callers you know emailers, all of the folks of we're thrilled gmail.com. we love you um, but something that we haven't done in quite some time, many, many moons, is the Feminist Field Trip. And um, it's it, this is a different type of, type of cast than we normally do. Um, it's one of our three. We do kind of like sync up and watch and listen with us. That's a very special event. That's only happened twice. It <laughs> only happens for James Franco <laughs> and, and, Wayne's and, World. and Wayne's World.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll it's see like, what else. It's basically like when I get in my way. <laughs> <laughs> when Becca <laughs> comes up with an awesome idea. performance <laughs> project for like or something that nobody wants to watch. No,
1: everybody's, been, I feel it's such a gift. I think it's a true gift that we're giving and a great art piece. Um, I also, so, and then we do our, just normal cast and then we do feminist field trips where we go and we um, do a, to a feminist event in New York City. There are literally dozens if not thousands, <laughs> somewhere in between
0: there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: feminist friendly events and th- these range from they could be you know, ex- Expositions,
0: mm-hmm. expositions,
1: uh-huh. exhibitions, exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I was thinking of like expos, but I was like that's <laughs> this is not a car expo. <laughs> yeah. well, although we could do Stay a job fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we could seriously make a feminist field trip out of anything. Is is the truth of it? But the old school one we've done one with Bell and Gloria. We've done. Uh, we've done. I mean, we did a lot of them. Yeah. Um, uh, with. We
0: yeah. went to um, we did. BW3. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that wasn't a feminist field trip per se, but. Well, we sort of
1: made it one. We went to Atlantic Terminal. We went to the hole for the futurist female.
0: That was really important. Feminist that was field trip. a
1: major one. Life we changing. also we saw um, uh, Roberta Smith interview. Emma um, Soskiewicz. Yes, Soskiewicz, yeah. yes exact so we've done this is a, so any i just want to say this we have a, we don't we have a long history but it, but it's it is in the history of some pretty dope feminist field trips and if you haven't listened to them those are fun ones to listen to they are long ones so welcome <laughs> friends we're going to go from start to finish um, i'm going to i'm going to start it off with i was in a zone in my computer in my apartment working all day and then i walked high on caffeine and life, and a sunset, through Prospect Heights, into Park Slope, um, around the bend of Prospect Park, Ah. Ah. and took in the beautiful, beautiful air, and got Finally, to the temple where this event was going to be taking place. It's the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Book Festival, mm-hmm. and so I got a pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. To, now that we know what happened, I mean right. that was
0: insane. You were close to the front. Of the so line yeah, and it was wrapped around the block ten times. Yeah, or it was
1: pretty. It was a lot. There were fourteen hundred people. We found out later. Um, so yeah, and that's where I waited and took in the feminist line. I hadn't been in one for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a
1: good feminist line. It was long as hell. Mm-hmm. It was. Age varied completely.
0: Yeah. That was pretty impressive. It was pretty park slopey, I thought. You know, there was like a little It was very white. Yeah. Everybody was white. It was a little bit of like a middle-aged white person vibe, but it makes sense. It It makes sense. sense.
1: But I felt like there was a lot, at least when I got there, there was a lot of Bohemian Housewives Mm -hmm. reading alone.
0: Yeah, and I did see some great feminist T-shirts and sweatshirts. Yeah, yes. like people were definitely there, like as feminists. It was a, truly a feminist line. Yeah, but, yeah, it
1: was a great. It was a, it was great. It was great. And so, uh, Becca
0: had a different commute there. I started out in New Brunswick, New Jersey. At there she goes. 4:31 p.m. I bom, caught bom, the train. Pass. Edison, Metuchen, <laughs> Metropark. Park. Okay, I want to be you the station. <laughs> <laughs> Into Penn Station, where I caught the two three to Grand Army Plaza. There she goes. Boom, boom, boom. Cut across some traffic. Got in line with Lauren, and Gave turned each out other we hugs. Waited like an hour more to get let <laughs> in, yeah. but it felt good to be so close to the front of the line yeah
1: we had good we had good we had good uh spacing we had we, we were really in a good spot camille our resident french bohemian housewife who um was with us and has since is now departing new york city on her way back to paris we love you camille
0: bon voyage,
1: bon voyage mon ami um she was having a very difficult time because she took a cab from Williamsburg to Park Slope at like rush hour so that must have been an absolute nightmarish hell for her and when she arrived she was shaking and out of breath and like literally shaking and it's also her last night here so she's had a lot going on but yeah so she made it to the feminist line she had to walk around the I think she was like there could have probably been a straight line between where we were standing and where she was around the block Mm -hmm. because I think she was all the way around mm-hmm. like wrapped halfway
0: right. you know 180 deg- degrees from us and and they were supposed to open the doors at 6:30. Mm-hmm. but lauren heard but someone say i i overheard <laughs>
1: someone say uh yeah we're supposed to open the doors at 6 30 but patty doesn't want to patty doesn't want that or patty doesn't want to let them let anyone in yet or something like that mm-hmm. um so we're not going to let anyone in yet mm-hmm so the, oh no! So, so that's not going to happen, is what he said. Yeah. And I just wonder. I think she was having, like, a spiritual moment. Ah. Uh, like, she just
0: wanted, like, the quiet reverence quiet, of being alone in the temple. In the temple. I could see that. Don't you think? Sense. She's not yeah. ready for
1: it yet. I'm mm-hmm. not ready. I'm Patty Smith, and I get to decide I'm not ready. I'm not emotionally or spiritually ready for yeah. this experience yet.
0: Yeah. That's what I want it to be. Right. And she obviously did what she needed to do because she prepared herself perfectly for being an astonishing...
1: Astonishing. Everything.
0: in a room. Yeah. It
1: was... When we got inside, we posted up. We got good
0: seats. We got copies of M-Train. We got free copies of... Well, not free. They came with the ticket. But, like, great deal. Great deal. That it came with the ticket. You get a copy of the new paperback version of M-Train. Which... Which French flaps but there's more there's yeah <laughs> we quickly realized that there is it says on the back new material inside so me I had been reading this book like for half the summer and just like letting it drag out because I never wanted it to end and it was like making magic happen in my life yes and I felt like I hadn't had magic happen in my life in like years basically and so I was like Ugh, I can't believe the book's over. So here I am arriving at this event, getting this, what feels like a free copy of M-Train in my hands, and then to find out, she had written a postscript. She wrote 20 more pages, a whole new chapter to M-Train for the 2016 paperback edition. Yes. And she read out of a lot of it, I don't know, she read the whole postscript um, over the course of the evening, so it was like, immediately, like, we got to hear, like, the updates, like, like, she even phrased it like this, I think. Like, I thought you might want to know, like, what I've been up to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that was her rationale for writing this post And it's exactly true, I think. Like, I did want to know what she had been up to. Like, yeah. I don't think the book ended in a bad way, but it just sort of ended, like, arbitrarily, like... It could have gone on forever or something. You I know? haven't
1: finished it, yet, you guys. I just want so, to be honest. I don't want
0: anyone to think that I have. Oh, I know
1: you don't. Care, no, but I just want.
0: And as I talk also, about it, I haven't finished it's it yet. Nothing compared to that woman from the Brooklyn Public Library who was like one of the introducers who just straight up said, said in front of everyone that like she's like I heard it was a good book.
1: Yeah, she. <laughs> she, what? Yeah, she said just that, lie. Like, I how don't could care you if you're not? Lying. She was talking about just kids, and she was like, you know. Um, and what was very cool is the co-owner of, uh, the community bookstore came out very pregnant. Like,
0: at least 11 months. Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Like, seriously, like, very, very <laughs> pregnant and, like, like a queen. I mean, looks like a queen. Yeah. Like, she just, like, walked out and was, like, very quick to be, like... She was, like, a tent of a
0: woman. Yeah, it's, she really... It's, in a cute black dress. Yeah. And some, like, sketchers or something. Yeah, and,
1: like, she was... It was... I mean, could you imagine, like, oh, my God, how, what a cool moment. You're, mm. like, I'm... This is my... I'm about to bring a f- person onto yeah. the planet and and as... It's like when MIA I, MIA was did the VMAs yes, when she was, was so, super proud. That was the number one greatest moment
0: that was ever. Love it was so awesome.
1: Um, God, I love MIA. Um,
0: yeah, people yeah, the, cheered for that woman. Later, remember when Patty was like, "I got to be backstage with this beautiful pregnant woman. Yes, and then people like burst into applause. Yeah,
1: it was. It, I think it showed something. Oh God, I feel like I'm gonna cry. But like, it was it it made the atmosphere... It, like, it brought... I was very stressed. I was feeling very stressed, I was and I was telling you guys about it because there were so many people still trying to go in. We had been... It, it had been like... It, we had great seats. Everything was fine, but it's like a tight fit that you, if you have to get up and get out of the row for somebody else to get out. There was... It was a very... You know, it's a temple. It's a... It's... We were in pews. We were in pews. We were in pews, which I just can't take. And this very close to giving birth pregnant woman comes on the stage and it was like it just I don't know what happened but for it just really took everything into the right space for me I also in my like prayers and meditations have been um I'm just gonna talk about it. Yeah. Have been asking because everyone knows I'm like really good friends with Mary and Kali, both of them. And so I'm talking to both of them together and I'm talking about fire with Kali and I'm talking about like giving birth with Mary, mm-hmm. meaning giving birth to creative stuff and like giving birth to new selves and most certainly not having children. Yeah. This is not where I'm so it's a at. creation
0: this is destruction kind of absolute
1: yeah. cycle of what I want here and this and here on this day that I had, as I was talking to you before, and we're not going to get into all of this, but there's I'm trying to bring in the fire energy into my life. And then to top it all off as everything comes down after all the fire of today, to walk into the place and feel this intense, like I was I'm so caffeinated and really not feeling, I was just like, oh, when is this gonna start? I wish that I wasn't even here. I don't wanna be here like this, like, Ugh, whatever. I, I mean, I really was like, whatever, Patty Smith. I, I live in New York, I could probably see her anytime. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. I can't sit here anymore. I didn't, that wasn't my whole thing, but it was present there. And when this pregnant woman walked out flowing in the black dress, I was like, oh, damn. ah." Like the whole, every, and so, and then when. Because there
0: was like a reverence to it. It's like some women who are that pregnant probably aren't like leaving the house or their bed, you know? Yes, yes. Like. It wasn't a kind of like bum around the city kind of pregnant. Like no, it, it was like, like uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. but she got up there on the stage and, and without she struggle. Up yeah, she sort of and floated. It was like yeah. of course, I would never miss this moment. Yeah, kind it, of thing. yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it was. It was the really. The rest of us sat up a little straighter after that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah.
1: Exactly right. Her name was Stephanie Valdez. Mm-hmm. Val- what, um, yeah, Valdez. Oh, from the community bookstore. From the community bookstore. Yeah. Stephanie Valdez, yeah. And uh, I think that's what I wrote down. I Maybe I heard it wrong. Um, yeah, and the the woman from the Brooklyn Library b- bombed, but that's fine. She didn't do it for very long. I did quote her in the past. She's, I heard she doesn't like long introductions. It was like, my God, all right, well... <laughs> Take a, take a breather, friend.
0: Yeah. Like, that woman did not like being told what to do, so she had to, like, <laughs> diss Patty before her own. I didn't read it. She did call Just Kids, like, riveting or yeah. something. Like, some kind of, like, fake movie book word. word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah review word. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, possibly she read that. But anyway. Yeah. Then, very soon after, without a lot of fanfare... Entered Patty Patty Smith. comes out with... Lenny K behind her. I don't know that much about Lenny K, but, like, he's over no in the I. books. And so I just, like, know him from that. And other people will be like, what? You don't know about Lenny K? And you guys are right. I should know more <laughs> about Lenny K. But, you know, like, they were just all part of that, like, downtown scene together. And right. And I think they've been playing together, like, basically since she came to New York. Um, so I figured it was him. She comes out. Okay, Ugh. I will say that I'm really glad I got this haircut, and it feels totally like the hair I need to have right now. Yeah, but the however, only <laughs> pang, the single pang of regret that I've had since getting the haircut is seeing Patty come out with like the witchiest long hair. It is so good, Wavy gray, silver, silver. Yeah. When
1: I'm so happy that we're talking about her hair because the first thing that I noticed was also her hair and how. I'm gonna like. When am I at what the one of the first things I thought was at what point do I stop dyeing my hair and let it go gray? And am mm-hmm. I gonna have to dye it gray in order for it to be a natural transition? <laughs> it was like one of the things I immediately yeah. I was like, this woman is a queen. Yeah. She is. And I and you know, as we like to do at a feminist field trip is we gotta talk about what everyone's wearing. And so Patty had the witchiest hair. She was in um just like a slouchy not but not like hobo big, but like slouchy black faded blazer, a t-shirt mm-hmm. that said White something t-shirt with some kind of print something on it, a print image tucked into a pair of like Relaxed, like loose fit,
0: like probably men's jeans Like, yeah, it seemed possible that. Yeah, they
1: were. They weren't. They had a wider leg, but they weren't. They were just like very loose fit. They didn't taper at all. Yeah. And she had on her like like black boots. I couldn't see if they were lace up or not. Yeah,
0: I couldn't see the boots. I
1: I want them to be lace up. That's what they are in my imagine. There was a speaker right in front of the boots, also in our vantage point, or at least mine.
0: Yeah, so she just looked like the essence of New York cool slash like a little bit like a cowpoke like she writes about yes. in M Train. Yes. And
1: also like a witch all at and the same time. And like also a witch. Yeah, that was It was a all those presence. It was
0: all those things. Yeah. yeah.
1: She was also I want to say that she was having read Just Kids and having read most of M Train. Especially with the M Train experience, which has been riveting. <laughs>
0: spellbinding. <laughs> I think she also said spellbinding. Anyway.
1: That's funny. I mean, it's true, but but it's you know what? If any book deserves spellbinding, it's actually M Train, a hundred percent. Like if it if if it had never been used before on a book, it should be used for M Train. Yeah, it's, it's really true. true. It is spellbinding. Yeah. But part of it, I felt sort of. Um, because of this sort of like throwbackness that I'm feel with her and there's like sort of like a properness she's so smart and intellectual and there's something about like her old school ways mm-hmm. that made me f- anticipate not coldness whatsoever but maybe like crankiness or poss- curmudgeonliness I didn't expect those two but I expect I expected not the warm glowing ray of sunshine who was standing before us hanging out i
0: know like she made a point of saying they asked her if she wanted a moderator and she was like no i'm sure these people can like moderate themselves and like what a beat she just like built the trust with us immediately she started apologizing for not signing the books and mentioned that there were 1400 of us told a couple stories about how she fucked up her arm from signing too many books and how she had done it recently in Istanbul, signing 1,100 books because she thought no one was going to come to this thing, but they did. Right, which is hilarious. And so, like, she... Yeah, she told these funny stories and she did it all in this really charming way and she was, like, pretty deferential, too, and, like, was sincerely apologizing to us for not signing the books and, like, saying she didn't need a moderator, like, we can handle ourselves. So she did all this sort of, like instant trust building that like didn't feel slick at all but like it's only now that I'm thinking about it that I realize like that's what it was and I think it was like completely genuine and probably just like what she does not premeditated you know yeah but it worked and like suddenly it was like like we were all in this space together yes and it felt like moment together
1: it felt like she was like as we were talking about last time like she this is we are in the presence of a living beatnik and this person is like, yeah. there's a trust. This there's no, The hierarchy doesn't exist. There's, I, she, I think she's, I don't know if I ever, because of the seriousness of her art, I don't know if I would have thought that she'd be so, so easy to laugh at herself. Yeah. And the situations, like, not, but also, you know, not in a reserve way, not in a, like, uber gregarious way but like just just at ease like just this well yeah interesting she really embodies sort of this like relaxed accomplished vibe like she's she's arrived she she knows she's she's done all
0: these things and could rest easy but she's like going to have a little fun yeah. while she's out doing this show slash reading slash whatever it was I mean it was a lot of things it was a lot
1: of there things. were guitars
0: on the stage before she came out yeah. they said in an email earlier that she was going to play some songs and so like we didn't know exactly what that would mean but the whole night was her like alternating between reading and playing songs and then there's oh a Q&A God. session which we'll tell you about in a bit yeah. um and so it was just like the Patti Smith show, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, hi, I am... A temple. You know, like, she and Yoko Ono maybe vie for the original. Absolutely. Like, I, was gonna, I yeah. am all of these things, and I'm just going to, like, seamlessly weave one into the other, and it's just the Patty show. Like, she made a joke about it being the Carol Burnett show during the Q&A, but, I, like, when she said that, I was like, all right, like, this is the Patty show. Like, she yeah. can just, like, do all these things, and one of them is just, like have a witty chat with the audience. Mm-hmm. And she even put it like that, I think. Like, so this is the part where you ask me a witty question and then I give you an even wittier response yes, or something like she that. she said that. And it's like, you're right because she probably knows that one of the things she's good at is conversation and like that's going to be part of the show
1: yes well and and then she she also said about her when she and this i don't i'm i don't know about but when she said that um when she decided to leave the public eye Mm -hmm.
0: oh that is when she moved to michigan michigan okay that's what i thought okay
1: and um but her last reading in san francisco that she just Started on a rant and talked for an hour and a half and didn't read a single poem, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which just was great. It and she was like joking about it, like that could happen. So she was like, "I don't, I don't digress right. very often." And she's like, "What? Of course, my God, where, I digress everywhere." And then she, of course, had to ask Lenny where the show was, and he was like, "In San Francisco." I couldn't, I didn't write it down fast enough where it was, but I'm sure we could find out.
0: Yeah, it's um, like I don't know now. Artists like. Whenever, you know, millennials. It's like, you've got to brand yourself. Like, you've got to, like, package yourself in all these ways. But, like, watching her up there kind of gives me a glimpse into the ways, like, all of these art forms, like, in the 60s and 70s, like, I have learned that they were, but, like, didn't live in that moment. So, I don't know. Like, they were just kind of like, one big thing you know Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. different manifestations of like one impulse and like i just haven't really seen that maybe ever before like happen so kind of naturally and fluidly where like the lines between things like seemed arbitrary you know like from song to book to Mm -hmm. conversation to whatever yeah yeah
1: yeah she was I mean, one of the first—I don't know what the first readings was, but reading was, but was it the one about Lou Reed? Uh-huh. Man, she just started right off <laughs> yes. with. Uh, this was crazy. This was insane. I. <laughs> this was—it was so. There was so much hap- being put into the air of that space in that moment. I think that might also be a part of what happened in bringing us all together because she starts talking about the last time that she saw Lou Reed and when Lou Reed died and she reads this section from the postscript and um, it was written absolutely, I mean, beautifully and magically um, in the way M-Train is. And I mean, I was was crying. And as she moved into
0: the song,
1: which, is it called Linger?
0: So it's called Pale Blue Eyes. Pale Blue yeah, Eyes. Yeah, so she played the Velvet Underground song. Okay. Immediately after she read the Lou Reed part.
1: Right, and I, and then that, I mean, I was shaking. I was, the weeping that, I I mean, had I been alone, I don't know how, how I would have recovered. Like, I would have cried for a week. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I mean, I didn't know. I was, like, biting the, I didn't know yeah. what to do. Or the, I, I, I didn't, and I think that, Another part of what I was not anticipating at all was that her singing voice was going to sound literally exactly the same as it does every other time I've ever heard it on a recording from when she was in her 20s. Like, what? Yeah, I was not... I thought, you know, you hear Bob Dylan and he's got 15... back. I mean, Bob yeah. Dylan's not a good example because he's just terrible. He I mean, sing. he can't sing yeah. at all. Like, yeah. God bless, I love him, but it's not his... But even, you know, Paul Simon has 15 backup singers at this mm-hmm. point. You know, mm-hmm. like, your voice changed. Joni Mitchell sounds like a ap- literal different performer. Yeah, And this woman's mouth opened and it was as if she was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something else that just really shook my energetic core. I was...
0: Yeah, like, launching Shook. right into the Lou Reed story in Pale Blue Eyes, it was like... I didn't even know it was... Oh yeah, it God. was like we were... It was like an initiation ritual or something. Like, it was so intense there at that moment. It was like, so intense. Yeah. Like... It was so intense. I was, like, knocked out of my body. Like, yeah. Like, I wasn't really crying... I wasn't crying, but, like, I felt, like, a tightness in my chest. And, like, right. I was, like, kind of hovering above my body. Like, it was, like... It was... I was... Yeah. Wild. It was a wide it, why, it, it was spooky, why. even like it felt yes. like a conjuring or something. I mean,
1: I feel like I'm going to cry again. Like it, it was it, and I wouldn't like this woman is a high priestess, mm-hmm. like she is a priestess of the Most High. That's right. And we were in a holy space, mm-hmm.
0: and she was conducting in in services. Pews,
1: like she was conducting services. They're the pregnant woman. Like I can't. The whole. To, and also the pregnant woman starts and then she is the first person we see on stage to start the program. And then she comes in and immediately starts talking about death.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It was. And she also kept stopping because she thought that she was hearing rain every time a truck passed.
0: Yeah.
1: It was so special. Yeah. I mean really <laughs> she just like kept stopping by the end very end the last time she did it she made a little joke but like it was as if she hadn't asked it before as right. if no
0: one had told her yet she's like are you sure that's not rain right yeah kept yeah. asking she's like I love the sound of rain <sighs> <laughs> so oh, it was <laughs> So we have to talk about this, so I think we should just talk about it as soon as possible. Okay. So there's this conversation part of the evening, which by the way, like I wouldn't really call a Q and A, because a Q and A is at the end of an event. Yeah. And it's sort of like something just happened and let's talk about what just happened. Right. Instead the conversation was in the middle of this event and it was just like part of the show. Like here's right. the conversation part. And so Lauren was ready with well, a series of questions. They as we talked about last time, yeah. yes. And was the second person? I was almost the first. Yeah. I was
1: standing and like about to talk, and then someone started talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that. Oh, it was um, how's the house in Rockaway, which right. was a, good, a great, 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 question. great, great we question. We all want to know. That's yeah. great. And then I asked especially because it had, I had the mic and the thing and the whatever I would say, I hope you were watching the fall and enjoying it. And also, yeah, the next question, but I only got to ask the one question because I just wanted to get in there. <laughs> so and it Lauren was, asked I asked Patty, I asked Patty Smith, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Patty Smith. <laughs> I asked Patty Smith in a sacred space. If she had a preferred pair of walking shoes, kind of walking shoes. I think I said if you have a preferred pair, kind of walking shoe.
0: Yeah, you did.
1: And, and she then, had a really great response. So she
0: went into the response that I was reading at the in our intro. She
1: laughed because she couldn't believe that I had just asked her. Like it her was this. the
0: perfect question. Like you really like it was such a special moment. Like everyone was cracking up <laughs> and you had asked her this question that like you must have just psychically intuited would be the right question because like she in fact had just Gotten her first pair of crocs. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: said, I usually just you this is so embarrassing. I usually just wear like these boots. My boots and she lifted up a foot and she's like, but <laughs>
0: like you outed her as I crocs did. Were, which is like the coolest thing that ever could have happened. <laughs> I'm getting a pair at the Patty Smith. Ring. <laughs> it's like if they're cool enough for Patty. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> They're cool enough for me. Well, by the end, she was almost, like, turning into a little saleswoman. She was like, yeah, you walk by this store, and it's buy two. Buy two, get 25% off. If you buy one, you get nothing percent off. <laughs> that's what yeah, she said, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. And, yeah, so by the end, she was just kind of, like, telling people where to go get a Crocs discount.
1: And then she also said that she, that the other day, in her Crocs, she walked 50 blocks. Yeah. And then she was like, so I guess... Crocs are my preferred walking shoe. Yeah. Which I also, it's like, I kind of knew she
0: would just say my boots. I'm just remembering like, how when she was talking about the croc store, she was like, and there was a crocodile on the store. And like, I never put that together before. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. Exactly. <laughs> She was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, she was hilarious. I mean... And when she read the book, you know, like, I hadn't read the postscript yet, but, like, it's funnier when she reads it. Like, I want want to get the audiobook of everything. I want to
1: get the audiobook of everything, too, because it was way funnier.
0: Like, her dry sense of humor really, like, came out in certain lines that... And might yes. not come through on the page. I
1: think that that's sort of what surprised me so much is because I don't think it, at least for me, I don't as as but it's perfect. I love it. I love it. It's dreamy. It's wonderful. It's like I feel like I'm living in Patti Smith's body when yeah. I'm reading it. But I did, but I didn't get it right because I didn't know how funny it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do want to reread and
0: figure out how funny it is. yeah, or she'll just like read something and kind of be like, bemused or you know like (laughs) who wrote that what is that yeah exactly she reread a sentence oh Oh, i think i wrote this one down um right she read a sentence and kind of mangled it and then she said it's actually a good sentence i just didn't read it good (laughs) and she i said in the intro too she used the word writ as I wanted the to past talk about tense this. Of, of right, right. Which I what don't talk know about. If it's it? just like a colloquialism from where she grew up, or if she's like trying you to t- be like you know, 18th century or something. Like I really don't know why she does that, but it's I noticed it. My attention. Me too. And she doesn't say the. Um, the G's at the ends of gerunds and participles either. Like she would say things like something. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, harpen on the idea. Yes. Um, which also kind of reminded me of like Diane De Prima. It seemed like very, like I think a, it's, a beat way of talking. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I also feel like it's sort of like New York of that, of the sixties yeah. of it's like, she has that or like old school New York. Right. Cadence and like vocabulary yep. and vernacular. Would that be the yeah, right word? Uh-huh. That's that's like spoken normal everyday language is yep, vernacular, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. She, yeah God, <laughs> I I really she even said
0: yellow once for yellow. See, this is like my grandpa that. sorta yellow bulldozers. I wrote down. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, dude. So. She, the writ, well, and also, you know who said dungarees is Camille. But she was talking about her overalls. Ah. Oh. So I think that Patty is calling overalls dungarees. Oh, She's not calling her jeans. Her... Okay, I thought maybe they were her jeans. I thought
0: that too. Yeah.
1: Um, but that's so, uh, just like the, when she said writ, she said it a couple times. Yeah. So that is a past, it's the same as wrote. But it's just the eighteenth century one?
0: No, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Like I feel like it could just be almost like it sounds to me like kind of like a rural backwoods way of talking. Like right. maybe where she grew up or right. something. But I don't know. I don't know why. Right, she said because if that. you
1: think of right, W R I T like you could someone might mm-hmm. think that writ is the mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Passive it. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Well, interesting. All right. Well, <laughs> she has a very interesting way of talking. She was, I, I was absolutely enamored with her in a yeah. way that I did not anticipate.
0: Incredibly charismatic person. She was like,
1: you know, if I, I'm sorry, I can't do mass signings, but if you see me on the street, just stop and ask me. And everyone kind of, like, laughed a little. And she's like, why not? Why can't
0: you? I mean, everybody else does it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also so funny. Like, people are just, like, walking around with Patti Smith's book in their bag when they run into Patti Smith. I guess those people do deserve to get their book signed. I, I mean. But I feel like maybe I'm just going to carry mine around just in case. I, all the time. <laughs> I want to haunt the West Village and Rockaway. Yeah. I want to
1: haunt... I want to become her best friend. Yeah. I straight up... I mean, I I don't... Did I talk about how... Last time about how I was thinking about it, I want to move to Rockaway? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, let me tell you who wants to move even more now is this girl. This girl. <laughs> I was just like, I want her to know that I love her. I want her to know that my family's from there. I want her to know that, like we could sit at a coffee table at a coffee shop together and, like, I wouldn't even talk to her if she didn't want (laughs) me (laughs) to.
0: I want her to know I have good boundaries. (laughs) But I will be haunting the West (laughs) Village. And I backwards. was like, wait, <laughs> comment <against> is it across <laughs> the room? <laughs> it's like, what Korean
1: delis are you chilling at? Actually, she talked yeah. about Korean she delis. It's
0: like, ready. She was mentioning like the names of the restaurants or where, or she, where, she, got, saw where she saw where she fell. I was Ray like, Anderson. where is it? Where yeah. is it? <laughs> I know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I the fact. Let me tell you something else. So she's a massive fan of detective books, shows, movies. It seems all of it, which is I'm sure she's watching The Fall. There's no way she's not. But the fact, I am a massive fan of The Killing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she met Lyndon and Holder, who I really can't even think of my number one hunk's name because he's only Holder to me Joel Kinneman. Mm-hmm. Lyndon, I don't know her name. <laughs> but the fact that she hung out with them, was on the TV show, and moreover, has Lyndon's sweater. Because Lyndon wears, like, fisherman sweaters in every single episode. These, like, big, bulky, like, men's sweaters is just, like, what she wears. They're in Seattle, and she's this, like, great detective. And the fact that she has it, and it's hanging over the back of her husband's chair in her Rockaway writing house. Like, I would treat it that seriously, too, because the killing was so good. But that was truly... A beautiful... I just want so badly to see a picture of the inside of that place.
0: Yeah, and she was talking about how she left the sweater on the chair. And then yeah. she, she announced, yeah. she announced, this is Lyndon's sweater. And her explanation was, so all the stuff would know when I leave. <laughs> because she, like me, always imagines yes. that when you leave the room, the tin... Soldiers start playing. Oh yeah! And what did she say? They ask, "Is she gone? Is she gone? Is she gone?" So I feel that she had to like explain to the objects in the room. You know, I think that the fact that she does that explains a lot. Because, like, if there's no difference between animate and inanimate objects, like. No wonder you just live in, like, a total reverie dreamscape, you know? Right, You know, right. like, everything is just, like, infused with
1: life. So we both live that way if we – because, I mean, I talked – I think – I mean, when I'm leaving, I say goodbye to Polar Girl of Summer and, like, hold him and kiss him and tell him everything's going to be okay and then I'm coming back. And, like, I don't say – my plants – I mean, obviously, I talk to my plants, but – yeah. I mean, I don't talk to, like, my pillows. Yeah. Well, there's one pillow that I love and kiss sometimes. Like, just pecs. <laughs> I don't, like, make out. <laughs> I don't make out with it. I just... <laughs>
0: okay. I just... <laughs> it's cool to have a make out. Make out pillow. pillow. No biggie. <laughs> oh Oh,
1: mother- motherfucker. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God! Well, you know what? Do we need to stop then? I think maybe we should. Motherfucker! <gasps> oh no! Wait, let's at least just uh, let's say one. Le- this, we've gotten those before. Okay. Um, my fucking I.
0: We totally emptied the trash. We have to at too. least we
1: emptied the trash. We just have to at least say some final a final thought or two. It's not going to crash. Okay, in we two have to seconds. talk about
0: Patty Smith's thoughts on Bohemian Housewifery. She was not a good housewife. <laughs> so we read a few quotes from that at the beginning. And she really, like, went straight to the topic. Immediately. Like, after death was <laughs> basically a bohemian housewifery. She like, you know, some people think it just comes naturally to women. But actually, you know, she had a reverence for it. She was like, it's an art form, actually. But right. one that she's not an artist of. I
1: liked how she also said females. Like, that people expect females. Mm. It was an interesting her word usage is so mm-hmm. interesting if we're gonna stop we might have to revisit some of this stuff because yeah. we're gonna have some ideas and this isn't a full field trip episode but um she said that and she she said she didn't have the talent for it and I loved what you read about how she was like you know I picked something up off the ground and I think oh I remember where I got that and like that's the same kind of thing of like saying goodbye to things everything has a story yeah you know right it was I also' we're, we have to do a part two because there's you know there's a couple other Q and A's. There's the end yeah. stuff. There's just some major things. So, All right. friends, we're sorry, signing, off, for signing now. off. But you know what? You better do because no matter what you do, you always have to run, motherfuckers. Mother. Mother.